This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds and Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Find out what Reynolds is up to in the digital retailing space by visiting reyrey.com slash register. That's R-E-Y, slash register. I'm Jason Stein, publisher of Automotive News, and this is Daily Drive for Wednesday, May 12th. The world of marketing has undergone significant changes over the last year, not only in the approach to the consumer, but the way in which marketers analyze and measure the efficiency of their spend. It's turned the advertising world on its head, and it's led to plenty of opportunity for brands to branch out into efficient models and ways of approaching the market. Take Toyota as an example. The brand is experimenting with new forms of communication with its customer base while learning to do things entirely differently. Lisa Matarazzo has had a bit of a front row seat for all the changes, having assumed her role as Group Vice President of Toyota Division Marketing at Toyota Motor North America last December. She succeeded Ed Laukas, who announced his retirement in November. Lisa was Vice President of Lexus Marketing for Toyota prior to her appointment. Now she's responsible for Toyota Division's market planning, advertising, merchandising, sales promotions, incentives, NASCAR and motorsports, as well as all social and digital media. And her promotion comes as Toyota plans a flurry of new, redesigned, or refreshed vehicles that will hit U.S. dealer lots within the next 16 months. So how is she going to market going forward? She tells us today. We've reached Lisa in Plano, Texas. Lisa, it's good to talk to you. How are you this morning? Hi, Jason. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good. Let's talk a little bit about the topic of the day, which is, of course, inventories being... Uh, probably tighter than anybody could have imagined at this at this point. Dealer inventory levels at a historic low. What does that do to advertising vehicles? And do promotions and sales work when dealers don't have any vehicles to sell? It's really a, a great question, Jason, because obviously we we all are faced with with some inventory issues these days. But from a marketing perspective, it's really important for us to be in the marketplace with our message and continue that connection with our guests because we we know this is a temporary situation. So we want to make sure that our brand and our vehicles are top of mind with consumers. And we really do want to encourage those consumers uh, who are in market to reach out to their dealer, whether that's in person or online, because there is one thing that we, we absolutely know is our Toyota dealers will, will take care of our guests and they will figure out how to meet their needs even during these challenging times. What do you think will happen from a marketing standpoint if supply shortages and production issues continue? Well, I, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. Uh, I, I think that, as I said, it is a temporary situation, but we will adjust marketing and messaging as needed. And we certainly want to make sure that we're communicating uh, with our guests in the best way possible. You know, we've seen tight inventory situations before, perhaps not to this extent, but we do a really good job of adjusting our messaging, not only what the message is, but where we place that message and how we can communicate. And we do have a lot of things um, that that are going on with, with our brand right now beyond product that we want to communicate with our guests. So as an example, um, Olympics. So we have some great Olympic messaging, athlete stories, a lot of excitement around that. So those are all ways that we can reach out and connect with our guests that go beyond product. 
You've made an interesting transition uh, personally, having moved into the role uh, just relatively recently, although you've been at Toyota a long time. What did you learn over the course of the last year related to marketing in the pandemic? First and foremost, the need to be flexible. Um, I think that COVID really overnight, I mean, literally overnight changed the environment in which we operate. So for marketers, and I think particularly for Toyota, we have been committed to innovating, testing and learning and moving very quickly. But it was really put to the test when um, when COVID hit. And we adjusted everything from our messaging to how we interact with our guests. So that need to continue to push the envelope um, in a post-COVID world is top of mind for us. Again, innovation has always been at the center of what we do in marketing, but even so going forward. So as we talk about returning to normal, there are some things that I argue uh, shouldn't return to normal because we've learned a lot during COVID. What should not return to normal? Yeah, I think uh, several things. So how we produce content, how quickly we can we pr- produce content and get it into market. There are some great learnings that we've had, um, some interesting ways to reveal new product. So if you look at that 12-month period, the number of new products that we couldn't reveal traditionally, there's some great learnings from that that we should definitely carry forward. And I would say the, the other thing is how guests interact with us and those opportunities that we provide them. Digital retailing, which we had been focused on even prior to uh, COVID, those efforts have been accelerated, giving guests the opportunity to connect with us how and where they want to. So we have been working with our dealers nationwide on a digital retailing tool. Again, this started before uh, the pandemic. It's called SmartPath. And what that really allows guests to do is ultimate flexibility for how much or how little of the shopping and buying process that they want to do online. And that's something that's been incredibly helpful for us uh, as we work our way through the, the pandemic. We've had other guests, uh, part of either this podcast or our Congress conversations, talk about the the consumer really pulling the dealer forward, if you will, and the dealer being just as willing to take that journey with a consumer that's more digitally savvy. Where does the automaker fit into those conversations? Well, I, you know, I, I will say I don't think it's one size fits all. So the key to all this is the flexibility in allowing the guests those options. I think where the automaker fits in and, and what we have been doing is really working hand in hand with our dealers to make sure that that infrastructure is there and the digital retailing tools are there to provide that great experience. Because, again, that will look different from for every guest. But allowing that flexibility is really where we can help in in building out that digital ecosystem. And that's not just with the shopping and buying experience, but also the one thing that I think COVID has done is it's accelerated our digital marketing efforts. Again, always a big part of what we've been doing as that trend has emerged over the past several years, but really puts it front and center now. You've had some great survey results. Uh, Naked Lime recently put out a study 
about brand retention and uh, defection. And unsurprisingly, maybe for some, found that Toyota had the highest retention rate of any brand in the industry at 60%. Lexus was number four at 51.7%. The only two brands between them was were Ferrari and Lamborghini. <laughs> with With retention that high, how does that change your marketing strategy for Toyota and Lexus? Well, we we love those survey results, and and they're very consistent with what we see from other sources. So uh, I think that just confirms that we are very much on track with our marketing and that need to balance both um, retaining existing buyers, but then also cultivating uh, new, new new guests. So we look at it, you know, very, very surgically in how we go to market and we look at it on a vehicle by vehicle basis with our, with our messaging. But we're always looking to, you know, better understand where our biggest opportunities lie and uh, then how, how we can continue to deliver an exceptional product and brand experience to retain our loyal guests. We'll hear more from Lisa Matarazzo after this message. Consumers today are pushing for remote and virtual experiences. What you may think is a simple fix by going fully online quickly results in an even bigger problem, loss of control and shrinking profit margins. The question isn't if you go online, it's how. How is it done in a way that you don't sacrifice the success of your overall dealership? The answer? Tune in starting May 17th for a virtual summit hosted by Reynolds & Reynolds. You will gain educational insight into all things digital retail, challenges to the status quo, how to retail anywhere without sacrificing anything, and the true impact on dealerships just like yours through one-on-one dealer conversations. This event is on us and on demand. Grab a seat while they last. We hope to see you there. To register for the virtual summit and learn more about retail anywhere, visit reyrey.com slash register. That's R-E-Y, R-E-Y dot com slash register. Speaking of opportunities, Lisa, Toyota has a redesigned Tundra full-size pickup that's coming out later this year. It's a big launch for the brand. The Detroit automakers have had a a bit of a grip on the pickup market, as you know. Can marketing help break that grip on pickups? I think it can. I think with with all of our products, when we bring new vehicles to market, it's uh, it's really a great opportunity for us to communicate what we're all about as a brand and what our products are all about. And when I look at the product pipeline, I'm just so excited by what we have in our future. And as you know, I think we've told you before, we're going to be introducing 25 new refreshed or special edition vehicles over a 16-month period. So that gives us a ton of opportunity, and that is Toyota and Lexus combined. But um, it's exciting because the marketing opportunities that go along with that are, are endless. I only see upside opportunity for us. Given all of that activity that you see coming over the course of the next uh, year and a half, two years, where does traditional advertising play into that? And I guess when I say traditional, I probably mean network TV. What what has what has shifted? What has changed in this Netflix world that we are living in? And what was accelerated during the pandemic? 
It's a, it's a great question. We saw, of course, streaming took off. Um, and right around the time that COVID hit, you know, we did have a lot of the networks introduce their own streaming services. So I think that timing just, just converged and people were in lockdown. So there was a really a shift to streaming. But to your point of, of linear and what the future holds, I do see a role for linear. I don't think that there's a magic silver bullet. When you think about the fragmentation in the media landscape, there's not one place to go or even two places to go anymore to reach consumers. So we as marketers have to be aware, very aware of that, where our, our guests are and how we reach them. And it will take a 360-degree approach. We'll have to around our consumers, whether that's linear television viewing, whether that's digital, social, it's all part of an equation. And that equation will look slightly different for each vehicle that we bring to market based on the buyer. So we do a ton of research to figure out what that right formula is as we're going to market, especially with our new vehicles. And Lisa, you mentioned the Olympics earlier. Uh, We all know about the delay that occurred. Did you just take most of what you had built is from an asset standpoint and and push it forward did you create new how did you adjust to the delay uh that occurred for the summer games yeah it, it was a combination kind of all of the above the the delay was disappointing but we're so excited that the olympics are going forward and with we're within that 100 day countdown period actually i think it's specifically today 87 days but uh, we will we've already started you you probably saw some of the work that we have in in market and that will continue to ramp up as we get closer to the games and the opening ceremonies finally you've just been a, a few months in the job replacing ed laux uh tell me how it's going it's great. I could not be more excited to be back at Toyota, you know, at the in Toyota marketing. I I spent four plus years in various roles within Toyota marketing and the past two years at Lexus. So coming back, although it's a new position, there is some level of familiarity. I, I, I describe it as the perfect balance. <laughs> it's it's some uh, some familiarity and then a lot of new and different, which I thrive on. And as I said, looking at the product pipeline, there's nothing uh, more exciting for a marketer than to have a great product pipeline uh, to, to work with as I come into this new role. So true. Every marketer loves to have product. <laughs> Lisa, thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Jason. We reached Lisa Matarazzo in Plano, Texas. And that's Daily Drive for Wednesday, May 12th. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And for a library of more than 300 interviews, go to autonews.com slash daily drive. We'll be back Thursday.